Welcome to another bonus edition of Record Roundtable, where we talk about the new music that comes out in the month. On this edition, we're talking about the month of May. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. Jared is also here in the house. Hello. We're going to talk about some music that came out in the month of May. Yes. Got a lot to run through this uh, this episode. That first song we were listening to is the song Stay Away from Carly Rae Jepsen off of her dedicated Side B album. That is a uh, Side B to her dedicated album from last year. You might know Carly Rae Jepsen as the Call Me Maybe girl. That's right. She's friends with Tom Hanks. Is she? Yeah, he was in the music video. I didn't remember that. Oh, yeah. He's dancing in the street. Dancing in the street old Tom Hanks. Yeah. I had no idea. Yep. I, I don't know, know if things. I've ever actually sat down and watched the Call Me Maybe video. Oh, no. It's not that one. It's the other one. It's the I Really, Really Like You, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Tom I, Hanks is in it. I do. I like Carly Rae Jepsen. I liked the dedicated album. It was it showed a lot of like artistic expression and uh, ev- evolution, if you will. Uh, and dedicated side B is you know the side B to what already existed. So it you know it's not. I don't see it as you know just B sides. I know that they are technically B sides. You know because that's what a side B is. Um, but I, I feel like there's more to those songs than just being side Bs. So again, that's Carly Rae Jepsen's album, Dedicated Side B. This next one is a bit of a shift in sound. Uh, We're going to be talking about the band Umbra Vitae and their album, Shadow of Life. That song was Blood Blossom. That should make lots of sense for a metal band to have a song titled that way. For a uh, very trained ear in metal, because there are so many, uh, you will maybe notice that that is the lead singer of Converge, who we have covered on Record Roundtable in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is another project with him on it. I believe the um, there are two members of Converge that are on this, including um, Kurt Ballou. Mm-hmm. Kurt Ballou is the the one who's produced. They also worked with Baroness. Um, also worked with a couple other bands that we have covered either on the bonus episodes or many other things. Um, both of them are a, po- a part of this, and he assists in the production. Hmm. So that is Umber Vitae. If you are a metal fan and you already like Converge, if you liked the Converge episode we talked about, you'll probably like it. So there you go. Well, if we're going to talk about metal. Oh, yeah? I got a metal album for you guys. All right. Band, the band Ailstorm has a new album called Curse of the Crystal Coconut. Is that what it's called? It's called that, yeah. Uh, they are a pirate metal band. Uh, where are they from? They're from somewhere. The high seas? Scotland. Eastern Scotland. They are from the high seas, yes. Uh, so I listened to a, an interview that, that the lead singer did, and he was talking about how he's trying. They're Basically, they're three different bands. Okay. They are uh, a pirate band, so they people want to go 
and see the authentic pirate wear when they see them. Of course. They are a band that plays traditional kind of uh, uh, drinking songs, so they want to hear those kind of uh, uh, you know songs like that. And then they're also a metal band, so the metal fans want to hear them riffs. So they're trying to be all three at the same time. They're they said an, it's very difficult. They're an ever-encompassing metal act. So they were pretty. Uh, they got some pretty decent songs. They just keep getting stranger and stranger in terms of, um, I guess, the, the song choices. Uh, they have a song called Zombies Ate My Pirate Ship. Uh, Shit Boat, No Fans. That's not. That's a good one. Uh, Henry Martin, which was the traditional kind of uh, sing-along. But uh, Fanny Balls is pretty good if you want to play. Or Chomp Chomp. Play Chomp Chomp. That was a pretty good one. Chomp Chomp, Chomp, Chomp. is about uh, sharks. Before, before we, crocodiles, maybe. Before yes. we go on, did you listen to the deluxe version of Curse of the Crystal Coconut? I listened to the first song. I it It's kind of, it's like, uh, no. I didn't, I couldn't really get into into it. It's So what's going on? So it says, okay, so the first track is Treasure Chest Party Quest. Catchy it's, title. It's the entire album again. But it's in 16th century version. Yeah. So what does it sound like? It's kind of... Uh, um, Orchestral, maybe. Really? I don't know. Here, don't let's know. let's listen to a little yeah, bit of chomp chomp, chomp, and then we'll play van. the chomp chomp version from okay, the 16th century idea. version. That's a good idea. All right, now we're going to immediately shift over to Chomp Chomp 16th century version. they meant to put 16 bit i was gonna say that's like yeah that's like 8 bit music that's really weird yeah huh so uh the the song on there called fanny boss and uh fanny boss is a is a insult in scotland it is a, a person with negative defining char- characteristics hmm. uh, but somebody on urbandictionary.com changed the meaning of fanny boss to the name of the greatest pirate who ever sailed the seas. He was born in Scotland and killed the mighty terror squid. Furthermore, he defeated the Vikings in the war. Somebody made that as a thing, and it is now the, the top definition for Fanny Boss. Oh, thank God. So that's pretty great. They did it. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. 87 ups. Thumbs up. 87 times for old Fanny Boss. Top. I'm just glad that people are still using Urban Dictionary Me so too. religiously. Me too. That's a lot of thumbs. Well, yeah, that was uh, that was Ailstorm and the album. Uh, is that one? Is Cur- Curse of, of the, the Crystal, Crystal Coconut. Coconut. Yeah, That's there right. you go. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about is Jeff Rosenstock's album No Dream.
That was the song Scram. I like Scram. That's a pretty good one. Scram's a good one. I, uh, I've i always been a fan of Jeff Rosenstock ever since uh, he fronted the band Bomb the Music Industry. Yes. Back in like good the, one. the early early to late 2000s. Um, a lot of people who, because Jeff Rosenstock's actually not popular, but he's got some name behind him at this point. And mm. most people don't really remember Bomb the Music Industry at all. Mm, not really more indie indie rock fans right i feel like there's a lot of people who period. there's a lot of people who are into jeff rosenstock who don't even know about bomb the music industry like father john misty not knowing he's from the fleet foxes just like that it's very similar to that but this is it's very similar to bomb the music industry it's a little less messy yes. i would say yes it's a little bit more of like a clean power pop a power pop punk mm-hmm. clean true power pop punk there we go power pop punk that's hard to say yeah, well, you should stop saying it. I should stop saying it. You're right. So, yeah, that was Jeff Rosenstock's No Dream. This next one we're going to talk about is Charlie XCX's album, How I'm Feeling Now. Like your mind, like your smile, like your eyes, I could die. Aeroplane, you are so fly, singing songs like Jeremiah. Party time, hop inside, we're so high. Rollercoaster so bright, diamond bright, kiss me right. Yeah, that's so nice. That was the song Claws off the album How I'm Feeling Now from Charlie XCX. She just had an album come out last year titled Charlie. And uh, this album is what she is basically said is her quarantine album. So she wrote and recorded all of this music while in quarantine. I think it happened over like a couple weeks. It was a very, very short period of time. And it's still like this really big, happy pop music and so it's it's good for a quarantine, you know? Yes. Rise those spirits for all those folks still in their homes. They're stuck. They're stuck. She's interesting because her biggest songs are ones that she's just featured on. I know. With uh, Icona Pop, I Love It. I saw them live and they were awful. Oh, really? And then um, with the song Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Those are her two biggest songs. And then we have uh, Boom Clap. That's her first uh hit as a singles artist she yeah she definitely is like a big name without necessarily having a whole lot of big hits well she's also english and i assume that she is way bigger in the uk than she is here i would argue you're probably right about that so So, again that was charlie xcx's album how i'm feeling now now we're going to shift once again to jason isbell and the 400 unit and their album reunions down my throat My hand turned into a rattlesnake And I laughed myself awake And that's how I knew it was a joke It gets easier But it never gets easy I can say it's all worth it But you won't believe me That again was Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit and their album Reunions, that song was called It Gets Easier. I would say most people would classify Jason Isbell as like country, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is way this whole album is way heavier as like a Heartland Rock album. Well, he, according to Spotify, is uh, 
they put him on the Pulse of Americana playlist. Mm, that makes sense pretty, too. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed this album as well. I wasn't as into it as I was hoping I would be, but sure. I did. I liked the song Dreamsicle. That was a good one too. That was a good song. And uh, What Have I Done to Help is a good song. It's a good yes. message. But um, yeah, I, I enjoy him. I enjoy a lot of songs by him. I've known um, about him for several years. They had a song um, that was like the Spotify free download um, back in, if I can pull it up real quick. Um, no, it wasn't Spotify. It was iTunes. iTunes like free download mm-hmm. around uh, like 2000. 1617 yeah uh with the song uh if we were vampires i had that song i got for free on itunes now everything's free in life that's true but uh yeah i followed i've at least had an idea of jason isbell since then and i know a lot of people that say he is very good and i agree with them well you should be looking forward to this um i have some big news for you you would you wouldn't have known about this until just now, I thought yes. I would save it for this moment. Okay. Uh, on our website, we'll be having a featured article from the writer Ben Friend about Jason Isbell and the 400 Years. Oh, that's interesting. Indeed. That's one of the people I was thinking of that I've known that is like that that man. Yep. So I, I, I had reached out to him and asked him if he might want to write an article for our website, and that was that was where he wanted to start. He wanted to talk about Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit. So that's good. We'll have that article coming out here in the the next, you know little bit can't say for sure exactly when but it'll be out that's right so oh this is a good point to to mention it uh we have featured articles on our website recordroundtable.com uh you should check those out give them a read they've got we've got quite a few different writers from all over the all over the world now yes we got a jared's gonna write for it right someday someday i will we got audiobooks coming read by Stephen wright it's gonna be great (laughs) i hope so I sure hope so. So, Jared, I believe this is where you'd like to transition to some things you'd like to talk about. Yeah, I got. I listened to some country stuff this this month. So, uh, pull on up that rocking chair, pull out your spit tunes. Yeah, and your yeah your your mud jug and and get ready. Your mud jug. Go to on. listen to some some old timey country music. So here's some stuff. Uh, we're gonna talk about good stuff in the Kel Puzzle album that he says is very bad, and I don't disagree with him. <laughs> so something that came out this week was uh, something by a guy named Kip Moore. He's really interesting. I thought it was kind of uh, Bruce Springsteen-y kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I've never really got into him, but it wasn't until I saw that the new album came out and that people were like going crazy online about it that said he's really good. So if you like country, maybe check this guy out. Wild. It's called Wild World. Uh, somebody else is very good that I've uh, discovered recently. His name is Zach Bryan. He is actually a... Um, He's in the army, and he was recently deployed. But prior to being deployed, he put out this album uh, called um, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Queen um, Elizabeth. But um, so he has garnered a lot of interest on YouTube. He was putting on YouTube um, his performances uh, of acoustic songs, just playing outside next to the creek or whatever. Oh. Uh, but this album was actually recorded. The new album was recorded in a barn. In a barn. And it's very, uh, the review I watched, or, uh, was looking at about this album that I first heard about it, because I knew who he was because I had seen YouTube videos, but then I didn't know that he had music on Spotify or that he had a new album out. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he he was re- he recorded in a barn. It's pretty lo-fi, kind of simplistic, acoustic-y country music. Uh, but it's, it's, I listened to it earlier. It's actually really, I thought it was pretty good. It's long. It probably could have been cut down a bit. Uh, his name's Zach Bryan, if you want me to say it again. Um, 
but I think that the song I would like you to play, oh man, probably the the most popular song from the album that has garnered him like three hundred or three million uh, views on YouTube is the song Heading South. So if you'll play that, Heading South. Yes, you got it. Was a boy who was a dreamer, and he flew so high and proud. In a world full of people out, cut his young ass down. No one ever understood a single word he said. And they cast him to the wolves when he wasn't well and fed. Boys, we've got a riser, a riser in our midst. That's pretty good. Yep. I like that. I like that style of country. Like I, it's a lot of people compare him to Tyler Childers. I could see that uh, with the the kind of delivery and the tone. I thought that when I first heard it, but then listening to the recorded version, I hear a, enough of a difference to not think that he's trying to rip him off. Hmm. I mean, you could say he's maybe taking some, um, you know, like influence perhaps, but I don't think he's just trying to be the same guy again. So, uh, and another per- group is called American Aquarium that just put out an album, uh, May 1st. And, uh, that was a pretty good album too. Another probably Americana, um, esque country ish group. They kind of reminded me of Drive By Truckers too. They're a good group. But, uh, if you'll play, uh, Six Years Come September, I think that was the, my favorite song from the album. I got a picture of you holding a picture of her taped to the dash of my car. I see it every time I check my speed or run up to the grocery store. The two of you are the only thing in life worth fighting for. But since you've been gone, I ain't been much for fighting anymore. That kind of reminds me a little bit, uh, like a mixture of Dawes and Lucero. That's those are my two comparisons to that group. Uh, and then we also Caleb and I both listened to uh, the new album by Steve Earle. And Caleb thought that was pretty good. I think it was an interesting. It was. It was pretty short. It was only about thirty minutes. Yeah, it was an I, interesting take on country. It was very old style of country, like an old folky kind of country. Steve Earle's a good, I, I like him. People like, uh, people love the song Copperhead Row. It's like the, 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 the classic by old Steve Earle. But then, goddamn, Toby Keith ripped him right off, didn't they? Oh, Toby Keith. We figured that out in Good Band, Bad Band, if you want to check that out. But uh, I think my favorite song from that Steve Earle album was If I Could See Your Face Again, which he's not even in it. It's a feat, like somebody else is featured on it. But I, it was just, uh, I, I liked that song quite a bit, even though he wasn't even on there. Yeah, that was uh, Ghosts of West Virginia, that Steve Steve Earle yeah. album. It's, it's only 29 minutes, very, very close to 30, pretty pretty short listen. I don't think I ever actually sat down to review that one, but it was it was a, a interesting listen for sure. Mm-hmm. So the only other one, I, I refused to play any music from it. I thought that Sam Hunt was going to have the worst country album of the year mm-hmm. last month. It's Diplo, isn't it's it? It's Diplo. It's oof, 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 oof. Diplo presents Thomas Wesley, Chapter 1, Snake Oil. Hope, I bet you hope there's no s- Chapter 2. Well, you know what? I sure don't, but I I find the snake oil name to be like a perfect name for it mm. because snake oil means something that's presented to you as if it's, you know, beneficial to your life and that it's very good for you, but it's actually substanceless garbage. That's and that's right. exactly what snake oil like is. Like in um Pete's Dragon where they're trying to sell that hair ch- hair cream 
Passamaquoddy. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. It's exactly <laughs> like that. But Diplo, yeah, that, Diplo is the Passamaquoddy of country he music. He is. It's it's so unfortunate because he's got some some pretty big country people on this album. He's got Orville Peck doing mm-hmm. the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not want to do it, I don't think. It was kind of like Bob Dylan doing We Are the World. Where he's it's like, like, oh, why am I want to be anywhere except for here. Why am I here? Cam, who's a pretty popular female country artist. Zach Brown. Uh, Morgan Wallen, who is, is turning into a very popular country artist. Jonas Brothers, for some reason, are on there. Real weird. As well as Young Thug. Yeah, real weird. Noah Cyrus, who does nothing with country, even other than her dad is Billy Ray, but like Noah Cyrus has not made any country music. No. Blanco Brown, who did the Get Up song, pretty popular, dancey song. Zach Brown, like you said. Zach Brown, I don't know about him. He's he's turned it into some some hot garbage music some on his wild album. Man out here. I'm a big fan of Zach Brown band, but Zach Brown, that solo album is hot garbage. Hot garbage. All right. Well, after that hot garbage, let's transition into some more music outside of the country spectrum. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about uh, the album Cold Water by the hip hop artist by the name of Medhane. Medhane. Uh, yeah. Can't sit in the same spot, gotta move, standing still, never change much, and still with the greatness, my reminder, my soul hold my father's fire, no tomorrow brighter, burning rubber on the road, I learned that letting go leads some feelings to be told, running to the cold, they was in my way, live niggas never so again, that was Medhane with his album Coldwater. That song was called Watch My Step. This is actually the second album from this artist this year. His other album this year that came out was Full Circle. I I kind of liked Full Circle. I liked with the direction that Full Circle was going in, but I wanted it to be longer. It was only about 15 minutes long, so it's really more of just an EP than anything. And I liked the idea of what was being presented, but it felt like it was kind of rushed and wasn't really given enough time to really kind of build into anything. And then Cold Water came out only a couple months later, and it kind of solved the problems that I had with the initial release. Um, This artist is a part of what is called the Slums Movement, which is a hip-hop kind of collective, but they're all doing their own solo work. Uh, Biggest name out of that is Earl Sweatshirt, and then also uh, an artist from New York, Mike, is a part of that. it's basically this kind of like experimental abstract hip hop that's really, really like lo-fi and like kind of calm, I guess. Um, it, it's 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 whole thing, but a lot of the music that comes out of it, like if you listen to Earl Sweatshirt's most recent album, it all kind of sounds like it's in that same realm of music. I like that sound. I like that style of hip hop. So this one worked for me. That again was Medhane with the album Cold Water. This next one I'm going to talk about is the album Making a Door Less Open from the artist Car Seat Headrest. That again was Car Seat Headdress with their album Making a Door Less Open. That song is Life Worth Missing. This is the group that Will Toledo fronts. Uh, You might know Car Seat Headdress from their album um, 
Teens of Denial from 2016, which is pretty popular, and then the reissue from two years ago of their album Twin Fantasy. Carsey Headrest has been um, kind of making waves in the indie rock scene for a while, but a lot of people didn't love the Making a Door less open album. It's very different from some of the other stuff. It's got some more like synthy, weird things going on that's very different from like the usual just kind of straight up indie rock that he does. Reminds me very much of The Strokes a lot of the time. He's been performing with a gas mask on. Like it's just there's a lot of weird changes going on with Car Seat Headdress, but I I like the new direction from what I've heard. I haven't deep dived their music way back to all of like the demo stuff that they were doing years ago because he's been making music very steadily since the year like 2010. Yeah, like 2010, he's been steadily making music for like the last decade, but really he didn't really start getting a lot of popularity until like the second half of the decade. But I haven't really heard a lot of his early stuff, which I guess this sounds a little bit more like. So if you like what you've heard from Car Seat Headrest up to this point, it might be worth checking out this album. You might still like what you're going to hear from Car Seat Headrest there. That again was Car Seat Headrest with the album Making a Door Less Open. This next one I'm going to talk about is the new album from Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist. That album is called Alfredo. Tasty. Diego tripping cause I'm sitting, ain't no package out He robbed a plug, kicked in the door and cleaned the mattress out Right back in the trap, these niggas bringing out the old me I'm trying to live the 93 to see the old me So that was the song Something to Rap About from Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist off of their album Alfredo, like Jared said, tasty some tasty hip-hop. Freddie Gibbs just came off of his album from last year, which he did with uh, Mad Lib. That album was called Bandana. I very much enjoyed Bandana from last year, one of the best hip-hop releases of the year. I've been steadily very impressed with everything that Freddie Gibbs has been putting out. Alfredo is very different from the kind of uh, production style that what Mad Lib has done over the years. It's a little bit more on the, I guess you could say, like gangster rap style of hip-hop. Um, it's more kind of up the alley of what Freddie Gibbs' delivery usually sounds like. And then this one has like a, quite a few features from, so the, the two biggest names on the features would be Rick Ross, who, Jared, you are quite the fan of Rick Ross. Yep. And then you will uh, notice from the song Something to Rap About, it has Tyler, the Creator, featured on it, which we haven't heard a lot of like actual like rapping from Tyler over the last few years because of like Igor being a very different, not a whole lot of rap on that album, but it's interesting to see him kind of come out and do a verse for Freddie Gibbs on this one. So that again was Freddie Gibbs and the album Alfredo. This next one is going to be called Petals for Armor from the artist Haley Williams. You took me that again was the album Petals for Armor by the artist Haley Williams. That song called Sugar on the Rim. Haley Williams, you might know as the lead singer of the band Paramore. And this is her first solo outing. And it's very, very different from Paramore. It is very big pop music. And it's kind of a logical kind of a logical follow-up to their last album uh after laughter it, it kind of has that same because they that was kind of like a glitzy 80s pop album mm-hmm. in a lot of ways so this one kind of follows in that same trajectory in a lot of ways mm-hmm. 
So did, did you listen? Did you listen to some of Haley Williams' pedal yeah. drummer? Yes, I did. What did you think it was about pretty it? Pretty good. You yeah, liked it, was it? Pretty good. Cool. I I didn't know because it's it, you usually don't listen to like that kind of style of pop. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if it would have landed with you like this kind of big pop sound, some similar to a, a big pop sound from another artist that came out this this month, Lady Gaga. Oh yes. Um, I I personally didn't love the new Lady Gaga Chrom- Chromatica album. It feels like way too much like her 2008 work and doesn't feel like a whole lot of progression. It does feel a lot like that, like that uh, that style from from 2008ish yeah. from uh, Poker Face and such. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I thought it was okay. It is a bit of a step back though, especially from what she's been doing over the last several several years. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed um, "Born This Way" as an album. I thought it had sure. a, real, a lot of really good songs. And then "Art Pop" was a a, t- a step back so much so that she did a uh, song with R. Kelly, which it appears like has been taken off Spotify for for good reason. <laughs> for good reason, indeed. Yeah, I don't even see it on here now. That's oh interesting. Oh my goodness, that's something. I did not know that. But then she did uh, the "Cheek to Cheek" album mm-hmm. with. Tony Bennett, which is quite the quite the different step for her, showed a very large progression. For then Joan, Gaga. Joan, which was a, a much different album, and then the soundtrack for A Star Is Born, which mm-hmm. was a complete different you know thing. But which is I really like. I mean that that Star Is Born album and movie and the whole thing that with all of that was the best thing that she has done since Born This Way. I mean like yeah. So I, I was hoping that she would kind of stick with that same. And chromatic was not that. Although nope. I did like some stuff. I mean, it was kind of like a kind of what Madonna did in 2005. Yeah. Ish. But um, I think definitely my favorite song from that was uh, "Sign from Above," which oh, yeah. featured Elton John. I could see why you would like that so much. He's all over. He's so weird. He's Elton everywhere. John is is weird. It's hard to keep be? up with him. Elton John is on a Lady Gaga and an Ozzy Osbourne album <laughs> in 2020. That's crazy. And he's retired. He says he's retiring from touring. But he's just—he's not going to retire from touring. He also is on a song from Collective Soul. If you want to check out Good Band, Bad Band this week, we're going to talk about that. Yes, we are. That's a good point. But yeah, to sw- shift away from Lady Gaga and go back to Haley Williams, I feel like this is a step up for Haley Williams. Yeah, her best work as an artist, from my perspective. Hmm. Uh, get lost, you big goober. She is in the mis- uh, business for misery, you know. Let's take it from the top. She yeah, that's did. Right. Yeah, that's right. She's got a body. Like, an- anyways, Haley Williams, Pedals for Armor. That song was Sugar on the Rim. The next one we're going to talk about is the artist Ka with his album Descendants of Cain. I paint this for patron saints. Uh, all I send is carry them hammers. I got his counselors, was talent scramblers. Spiritual leaders, ran a number of old tycoons, moved and vest, and kept a money roll. We bought the noise, gonna bust, none of us all the boys. With army issue, harm and tissue, we ain't walk with toys. Where wars from, any wars, one of New York deploys. Made off in Andes like all the families caught destroys. It's the elderman, sold things, prayer, never sell again. That again was Ka with the album Descendants of Cain, that song Patron Saints. Ka has a very different style of hip-hop from what i am used to it's very um very abstract and he uses a lot of very non-traditional instrumentation throughout a lot of the hip-hop that he does his flow is also very strange but in a great way it's very like soothing almost 
Um, he had just had an album from last year, I believe. Orpheus versus the Sirens was the project he was working under. And he uses a lot of like biblical references and he uses a lot of um, just a lot of like metaphors and allegories and such with his music and Descendants of Cain, which would make sense. He uses a lot of the biblical references throughout um, very much like sample based. He's a firefighter. Fun fact. Oh, he's a firefighter. And he so he firefights and then comes to the studio to make his hip hop and then goes back to fighting fires. Yep. He's pitting fire in that booth, though. Oh, you bet he is. Uh, he also, like, a couple years ago was under fire for some uh, some comments about the police. And it's interesting to hear comments from a firefighter from a hip-hop first perspective about the police. Like, it's all mm. – it's a very strange – A lot going on there. A lot of, lot of things going on in that, in that realm. So that, again, was Ka with the album Descendants of Cain. This next one is from the artist Ghost Poet on his album I Grow Tired But Dare Not Fall Asleep. I'm alive, you are alive, we are alive, they are alive, cause of the fleas, itching with love, shouting above, the din of the crowd, I am alive. That again was Ghost Poet with his album, I Grow Tired But Dare Not Fall Asleep. That song was called Breaking Cover. Uh, Ghost Poet has a name that I cannot pronounce. It's Obara Ijimwe. I probably butchered that name, and for that I apologize. But Ghost Poet is a very interesting artist. He is a British singer, and this album that he made uh, is probably one of his biggest releases as an artist at this point in time, uh, he's done music for about the last decade that has kind of remained underground for the most part. But I, I think that his album this year has been one of his best works. Very, very good. Very dark, very sinister, very moody album. I don't have a whole lot to say about this album. I just really like it. There you go. Ghost Poet, I Grow Tired But Dare Not Fall Asleep. This next one is by the artist Perfume Genius and his album Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. That again was the artist Perfume Genius with his album Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. That song was called On the Floor. Perfume Genius is a wonderful art pop artist who's been making music for the last decade. He is quite well hailed at this point in time for our albums like Too Bright from 2014 or his album No Shape from 2017. And his 2020 album is no, no less great than those albums. He is a gay artist who is very, very upfront about those experiences. He sings from a very vulnerable and genuine place, and it it is a good it is a good artist to be in the forefront of art pop music from my perspective. So again, that was Perfume Genius and his album Set My Heart on Fire Immediately. This next one I'm going to talk about is the artist The Cool Greenhouse 
with their debut self-titled release, The Cool Greenhouse. You know, I didn't want to interrupt my festive cut marathon. Started up completely unclothed. There's no point in dressing for these times. Harass some snowflakes for the lulls. But they've got to learn that a fence is a part of life. And dicks out for old Harambe. I'm not alone, I'm online, cause I'm on the 4chan. That again was The Cool Greenhouse and their song 4chan. This is some straight up, straight up post-punk, and I like it. I like it quite a bit. It's been kind of under the radar at this point in time, but it's one that I want to make sure that I highlight because I thought it was very entertaining uses a lot of repetition in terms of instrumentation, but it's, as you can tell from what I played from 4chan, very biting, very witty, very interesting in its lyricism. Did you you listen to the words of that song? I did. So things, dicks out for Harambe. That's right. Eating eating out of- That's a message we can all get behind. Absolutely. (laughs) Eating out of a can and doesn't want to be interrupted from their cod. So, I don't know. I- I found it very entertaining. I found the whole album to be quite enjoyable. Cool greenhouse. Uh, Jared, before I transition to my last album, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about of albums that you've listened to? Uh, the only other thing I listened to, uh, the 1975's album, mm-hmm. uh, Notes on a Conditional Form, that came out uh, on uh, May 22nd. It yep. is a long album. There's long. a lot. There's a lot of weird things going on with it. I I don't think I don't know if I liked it or not. There, it changes style so much. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with that album, and it's not. It's weird when it had so many like interludes. I liked the interludes better than the song. But like, okay, so the song begins with Greta Th- uh, Thornburg. Thunberg. Uh, what Eliza the, Thornberry? <laughs> Eliza Thornberry starts out the album. Yeah, it's crazy. She's talking to the animals. <laughs> And uh, so that's how the album starts. And then you get the song People, which is like a post-punk song. Mm-hmm. Pretty decent, good. Like, it was, I think, the first song that came out before. Actually, I think the 1975 song came out first. The, I the Greta I think so, song. yes. The Greta Thunberg. Thor- Thornberg? Thun- Thunberg. Thunberg? I don't know. Um, and then People came out, which I was like, oh, if this album is going to be like that sound, that's going to be really good. But it is not. No. Um, but I think, I mean, I think my favorite song on the album pop probably is Jesus Christ 2005 God Bless America. I hated that song. You hated so that much. song? Yeah. Oh man. The lyrics suck, man. Oh man. You know what the the funny thing my favorite song was Shiny Collarbone. Mm. Do you remember anything about Shiny Collarbone? Uh I don't know. No, play, you, play it. Me, yeah, let's play it just so you can it, I, again, I like the the interludes better than the songs. sound anything like the rest of the album at all no like some Um, some weird club house beats on a i don't know what album i don't even know what what would you classify the 1975 as at this point just experimental pop basically yeah that's probably that's probably fair i think so 
Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I would uh, talk about uh, is it's a song. I don't know if you want to talk about a song. Sure. That Remo Drive song I like. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, Ode let's... to Joy 2. I like that song a lot. I like them. They kind of came up in the pop punk scene, but they've kind of turned into more of a power pop experimental kind of sound. So, um, yeah. Also, the new Evanescence album should be coming out soon. Everybody get excited for that. Ooh, more People Evanescence. like them. Evanescence, baby. Here is that uh, Remo Drive song, Ode to Joy 2. Pretty good stuff. What, what, what did that remind you of, Jared? What did I, I don't know. What did I say? That's what I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what I said. Let's go back and read those messages. <laughs> Hold on. What did I say? That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's why I asked you. Did I say head automatica? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But it does remind me. We should play that sneeze song. The sneeze song? Yeah, you want to play that song? Which one is that one? Sneeze to move it down. I don't remember anything about this. Remind me. <laughs> I said it's by a band called uh, Nano War of Steel. Uh, they are uh, a um, uh, Italian metal band, happy metal from Roma, Italia. We like comedy. We like metal. We do parody, but we take it seriously. Is this is just a single? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Up oh, there, <laughs> sneezed him up a yawn. I forgot about this. All right, this, this is, is how we end it. Sne- no, I've still got a whole another album to talk about. Oh, damn it! All right, you want you want to? No, wait? no, we got it. We'll play this and then finish with your thing. All here. right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's good. That is good. That's what this show is about. It's not about it for Caleb, but it's about it for me. How can I how can I hijack his show? That's my whole point. How can I hijack his show? It's so sneeze sneeze tum of a yawn. You get it? It's pretty good. Also, the cover art of it is um ripping off a limp biscuit. Yep. It's pretty great. All around pretty great. I like parody metal a lot. I already brought it up with uh Alestorm. Yep. Oakley Doakley. Check them out. Of course. Uh, and Max Sabbath. Max Sabbath. Yeah, find all those bands. That's that's some good stuff out there. Sounded like old Surge Tankin out there with this Neistem song. Achoo. That's good stuff. Achoo. What's right. your uh, What's your final? Well, countdown? shouldn't surprise you one bit. I've talked about this uh, first part of the album back in, I believe, February? February? I think it was February. Anyways, this is uh, the full album from Moses Sumney, Gray. I'm still Outstretched with your imprint in my bed, a pit so big I lay on the edge. That again was Moses Sumney with his album Gray. That song was called Me in 20 Years. Now, I will say that any year 
that Fiona Apple didn't release an album, this would be the best album of the year. So I'm kind of mad at Fiona Apple for that reason and that reason alone. Grey is a phenomenal, phenomenal two-part album. I love every bit of it. I've loved Moses Sumney since his debut, A Romanticism. I've talked about that before on this show. And Grey had the first part released early on. It really, really gave me a good taste of what this album was going to sound like. I knew that the whole thing was going to sound great, and I was not disappointed. Could not recommend more Moses Sumney's new album, Grey. He's got a beautiful voice, beautiful production, beautiful album. I think that I'm going to close this episode, and Jared... Uh, tell me if I'm wrong on this one, that uh, one of the best singles that we have not played at this point that came out this month came by uh, one of my favorite acts, that would be Idols. Oh, yeah, Mr. Motivator is a good Mr. one. Mr. Motivator. I think that's The only good... other thing I wish we were talking about right now, this moment, is the new Killers album, which was supposed to come out on Friday. We got we got bamboozled. We got bamboozled. We everybody. thought it was coming out. It's, we were supposed to. We're covering it this week for Record Roundtable. We thought the new album was coming out. I thought it for sure. We didn't do our research to find out that they had it, indeed postponed it. it. Got, yeah, it I saw got it pushed. from some places that it got pushed and some places that it didn't get pushed. And so I was going with my gut and saying it was coming out, and I was wrong. Hopefully next month we get to talk about the Killers, but no, not this month, unfortunately. We'll we'll keep you posted on that Killers album. But for right now, we're gonna play the song Mr. Motivator from Idols, something to perk you up before the end of the episode. Thank you for listening to this bonus edition of Record Roundtable, where we talk about the new music that comes out in the month. This month we were talking about May music. We're going to be talking about June music here in a couple weeks. So get pumped about that. And here's some Mr. Motivator to get you pumped about that. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.